welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Ed Parko, founder and CEO of Lending for Living, and he has a passion for helping clients navigate the complex process of purchasing a home with ease and understanding. And his best-selling book, Financial Freedom Building Personal Wealth Through Homeownership provides practical advice and insights on how to create personal wealth through real estate investment. Welcome to the show, Ed. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to you be are here. Welcome. Welcome. And I'm sure a lot of people would uh, get more understanding, better understanding, and maybe the first time understanding of how exactly they can build a lot of wealth, especially personal wealth, through investing in real estate. So, uh, Ed, to understand from you, uh, from a common man's perspective, say somebody sitting far away in India, though a lot of Indians are there, is that uh, a lot of people still remember the 2008 crash mm -hmm. and haven't seen uh, the U.S. real estate market as closely as they want to. So as an outsider, how would you like to help us understand exactly how the real estate market looks like at the moment? And especially if somebody wants to look at it from investment purposes. Well, it's it's totally different than what people think it is. Um, we are currently back to, so the whole, not all the United States, but like California and certain states, we're back to where we are multiple offers on property and bidding over asking. I know everybody thought that we were going to have a bubble and we were going to go down again like 2008. The difference is in 2008, we had 3.5 million properties on the market and the builders were still building. Currently, we have 46% of what the inventory was last year, and that's down from almost half of what it was the year before. I'll give you an example. In California, they normally do 450,000 homes a year in sales. Last year, they did 250 some, and then we're only 46% of that so far this year. And what it is, is in 2020 and 2021, rates were so low, there's about $12 trillion in loans out there we refinanced 10 trillion of that into very very low rates in the twos so a lot of people are going i don't need to move i don't need to sell if i have to move up it's going to cost me so much more i'm just staying put and we're just dealing with it where before people would be selling that property and moving up and that's the issue right now there's no inventory okay okay so did, did, did that answer your question yes yes indeed <laughs> indeed a better better understanding uh, an updated understanding, today's understanding, and I'm from a person like you who knows about the market, who is uh, who is working on the ground. And, and that's a great thing because here you are getting somebody who uh, works day in and day out in this real estate industry and you talk about it also. And, right. and that, that's that's a lot of information. So to understand from, uh, from you now, uh, Ed, is that is it a seller's market? Is it a market where the real estate brokers are making money? How as an individual, if I look at building wealth, how do I get started? Do I have to, uh, do I have to buy a lot of properties or can I buy one property and then uh, can look at its appreciation and then maybe take that journey forward? How does uh, one is the buying property for personal use and how is 
going it is going to create personal wealth for me if you can understand help us understand from a layman's perspective right. because a lot of people may be first time buyers or maybe wanting to test the waters into this industry if somebody has lots of money in india and they can they would want to look at the us uh, property market all right. So let's first start. Let's I'll we'll talk about somebody who just wants to buy a place to live. Right. So in California or in the United States, you got one, two choices. You can either rent or you can buy. You are paying someone's mortgage. It's the question is, are you going to pay the landlord's mortgage or your own mortgage? And it's very easy to purchase a home in, in the United States. It's different than other places in the world. Um, but for the United States, it is so much easier to buy a home than anywhere else. And we have government programs that allow you to put three percent down three and a half percent down you don't have to put 20 percent down or pay cash for the property there's you know as an investment you can put it's 20 to 25 percent down which saves a lot of money then you can keep buying more properties and and, and invest in more <clears throat> excuse me but one of the biggest things that i see is people are worried where the market is and they're worried about i'm going to make a mistake by buying right now you're not we are so short homes in the united states we have not built any homes in the last decade we built some but we we have an average of uh, 1.9 million households that are created in a year right that means we need to have houses whether it's a single family house whether it's duplex whether it's a, apartments to fill those people we're only building at a 1.1 pace right now so did you understand the difference there so there's a lot of leftover people who are doubling up in houses we have to build 17 million houses over the next decade to get caught up on the amount of homes we need for people. That so that's so right there. There's a reason why you want to buy because the house values are going to continue to go up. By the time we even get close to being caught up, we have this other thing called in the pandemic. A lot of people had extra kids, one and two kids, and I don't know how it was over there, but here they were stuck home. And it is just as big, if you know anything about the United States or the baby boomer generation, it's yes, as yes. big as that, right? That's coming. And the average age for someone to buy a home was 31 years old. Now it's probably around 27, 28. So as we get, if we get caught up, if we do exactly what they say, build 17 million homes over a decade, a few years later, we have this another influx of people that we're not going to be ready for. And so investment in real estate is pretty much just going to continue to go up. And if you look at the last, since uh, 1940, 1941, we've had 73 years up in real estate. We've had uh, six year, six or seven years flat and one year, I'm sorry, six or seven years just you know flat, not really doing much, going down a little bit. And then we had one year flat. So basically, if you look over the last, since 1940, house prices have went up. So that means don't worry about whether or not it's a good investment. It's a good investment. And, it's very, and the reason I wrote my book, Building Personal Wealth Through Home Ownership, is a lot of people will invest in a 401k or 403b or IRA, or some people won't even do that. But if you buy a home, it's automatically will go up in equity and you can build equity over time that you can use to build other things and buy other properties. And I talk about that in my book, how we used it to buy cabins and buy land and other things from our houses that we have purchased. Did I answer right, your question? Right. I was about Adrian? to come. Yes, yes, indeed. And I, I don't want to just I was keep talking. To <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Perfectly all right. You are the master. You need to talk. I need to also try and learn like a lot of people who expect, you know, learning and earning out of program like this. So you are the perfect guy to talk and you must talk the way you are talking. That is what uh, what 
it makes sense at this point in time and also it means money for a lot of people and that's yeah. what we are talking about building personal wealth and, and right now, so the difference is like if you go and invest in the stock market, right? Where whichever stock market you invest in, right? You buy a stock, you have to pay a hundred percent of that stock, right? If you right. buy in real estate, you don't have to pay a hundred percent. So if you have a couple hundred thousand to invest in stocks, you have to all that money is used up to buy all those one, you know, those stocks. You can use the same amount of money over multiple properties to buy properties, right? You don't have is that's called leverage, and you make your money in real estate by leveraging not by paying cash for the property. Even though people pay cash for properties, I'm not knocking. If you do have it, there are some people coming from a lot of com countries who have money, who want to invest it, and they want to get it out where they from where they live to somewhere else. And we protect in the United States the real estate market more than anything else. Because yes, we did have a period of time where we went down, but that was a financial crisis. That had nothing to do with real estate. We had overbuilt. There's this thing in... Um, I don't really want to get into it, but the average age for somebody to purchase a home was 31. Like I said, during that period of time, we had a decade of decreasing birth rates. And during that period of time where we the house values went down and we have from 2008 through 2000, let's just say 14, we that we had a decrease in birth rates. And that's one of the reasons why we had so many extra homes and we didn't build. And because we didn't build, now we have a perfect storm where we don't have enough homes for people here. Right, right. Now, coming to your book, uh, Ed, is okay. your financial freedom building wealth uh, through personal wealth through home ownership. What what have you talked in this book and what led you to firstly write this book? Uh, what do you talk about in this book and who is this book for? So that they know uh, that, okay, this is this book is for me. Right. So what I did is I've been in the mortgage industry for 25 years. And when I talk to a client, there's a certain path I take them down when I'm speaking to them. And that's how I wrote my book. The person, I can't, it's, the lights aren't going to show it very financial freedom, building personal wealth through home ownership. And basically, it breaks down like the first chap, really, the first segment in the book talks about a $70,000 mistake, which means that you had the opportunity to buy a property, but you didn't. And then a few years later, now that property is cost would cost $70,000 more. And that's why it's important to act now instead of waiting because values are going to continue to go up. Also, what I talk about is credit, how important credit is. So I go through credit first and explain all that to you and how to fix some of the credit if you have issues. Then I look, because if you, if you don't have the FICO score, I can't help you. I need to help you get that FICO score so we can help you get to the next step, which is we look at your income. And that depends on whether you're self-employed, whether you uh, work for somebody else, how that works and how we look at it. And then in the next part of the book is we look at your actual assets. What do you have? Because just because you don't have a lot of money doesn't mean you couldn't buy. There's other programs out there for that. And that's what's nice about here. Um, and then I just go in detail the whole transaction of how, what you expect from a transaction, what you should see in contracts and certain things. It's, it's a very easy read. I wrote it so that I didn't want a book like War and Peace, which is a huge book. And I didn't want a pamphlet. I wanted something that somebody could pick up and go through within about four hours. And I, I wrote it very easy so you can read it and understand it. And a lot of people have said this is so easy to read and understand. And that's why the most important per part of this book is the educational part. That's what I'm about. People think it's really difficult to own a home and buy a home. It's not. It's 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 very simple. You just there's a process. You just need to go through it. And it's very simple to get in. It's so right. simple that my son, who's 21 year old, is buying his first house. So wonderful. Wonderful. That's that's nice. Is it is it because he knows 
uh, more about this housing market or is it because he's your son you uh, he has understood about this whole uh, housing industry uh, better uh, through you how 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 is the one young generation looking at the real estate industry you know home ownership for themselves well it, there's certain segments like the i would say 22 and younger who understand right they've been around they've hearing it's different then you have the older ones who actually saw their parents lose their home during the 2008 whatever and that's that period of time is who i really focused on with my radio show back because i've had a radio show for the last five years and we talk about real estate and finance on it and it's to get people to understand that just because what you saw didn't mean that's exactly how it's going to happen again. It's not going to happen like that um, you, during a pandemic or during a recession, house values go up because rates go down. And that's what we're getting into now is we're going through a recession and going to get into a, a recession and you're going to see house values still go up and you're going to see interest rates go down. And that's why you're going to see a lot of competition for homes. Right. Can I answer that question? Right. Yes, yes, okay. indeed, indeed. Sorry, I get talking. I'm a host for many radio shows and podcasts and stuff, so I'm used to asking the question and shutting up and then not used to talking all the time. So. <laughs> no, this is perfectly all right, and, and it makes, as I said, it's, it's a lot of learning. So I'm, I'm just curious to understand for the audience, you come from a military background, and, and then you enter into the real estate industry, and that too around for 20 years plus. So mm -hmm. what was it? that interested you, you know, in the real estate industry, because, and then even in your radio show and even podcast, you talk about the real estate industry. So there must be something that you saw as a, as, as a military person, as a Navy person, if I'm correct. And, Navy and correct. then, yeah. And then you entered into it fully. And now you are a very, you know, important and authority in this industry, if I can call you that. Okay, and you have written the book. You are indeed an authority. So help us understand because what is it that you saw in that industry? What is it that others can also see in this industry and that it can be something great, so great. You are there for like 20 years plus in this industry. Others can also come in to this one for right. the long haul. All right. So I'm in the real estate industry, but I'm in the mortgage side, which is the financing side. I, okay. I like numbers. I understand, you know, I like to help people. So we are the ones who tell you whether or not you can get that house or how figure out the whole way for you to get the house. We're not the real estate agent who takes you out shopping and picks the house out. We bring you back to reality and what you can and can't do. Set up your budget. Make sure you have all those things. What I like about my industry is you you can see how it helps people build wealth over time. I've helped many different people and it's in my book where they wanted to buy certain things in certain areas and they did. And now that place is worth 2 million instead of 950,000 they bought it for. I got other people who, you know, they bought in 2019 because their dad told them to listen to my radio show. I helped them buy a property. Now that property is up 66% since 2019. You Real estate is one of those things that pretty much goes up, you know, over time will go up. Over time, will make you wealthy. More and more people have been made wealthy through real estate than anything else. Right, right. And that, so, what I like about it, I like the finance side of it, the number side of it. That, and I always say, numbers don't lie; people do. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and and that's that's where people you 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 can give the right picture to the people who want to understand uh, in terms of buying the house or even for a larger investment. So, in in terms of you know. Now, uh, if you want to enter into the stock market, they say that you should have some knowledge about mm -hmm. it. 
Now, in terms of real estate, how do you see? How important is is it to have the real estate education? Should one just go and meet a property broker or real estate agent, or or a person like you, and that that should be enough? What would you tell to people who want to enter, uh, either either in terms of buying a house or go for a larger investment to understand about this whole industry as such, so that they they are much more better equipped in terms of their money being safe, in terms of their long term vision about this industry being right the way it is. First, I would say uh, go get my book, and I'm not saying that because I make a lot of money off it. You don't make a lot of money off books, so forget right. that. Right? It's it's just about the educational part. I want you to be able to understand the process, so you you're not there because there's a just like everything in 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 any industry. There's people out here who will take advantage of you. There's the same thing in our industry with real estate and finance. You need to know certain things, and my book explains those things. What you need to know. I would then go see a watch a few YouTube videos on. You know, different things. I have a ton on my channel, Ed Parco channel on YouTube, but it's just important to understand a little bit. You don't need to know loan programs. You don't need to know all that stuff. But the first stop is always somebody like me, a mortgage broker. Uh, you know, so um, so what I would tell you, if you know somebody who bought a house and they're very happy with the process, find out who they used for that mortgage. Talk to them, have them work it through with you. And so you can understand the process. Then once you can understand what you can purchase, you know, your dollar amount, whether it's a $200,000 house or whether it's a million dollar house, whatever that number is, then go get connected with a real estate agent or real estate broker and they and they can get you to the right properties. That's the, that's the process. You want to go to somebody like me first. If you go to a real estate agent first, they're going to try to take you out. Well, you don't know if that's what you can afford. You need to right. know what you can afford. And it's not so much what I can afford, you can afford when I tell you how much you can afford. It's really how much of a payment you want right? Because you have a budget, you want to have a certain dollar amount for a payment. Just because I can qualify you for twice that doesn't mean you want that. Right. right? So you have to, it's a whole, it's a whole process. I want you to have your budget in place to know where you're comfortable. Because even if it's, I want you to get into a house today, because I know where the values are going and I know what's going to happen. If you, I don't want you to get in there and fail either. Right. It's got to be something that's going to help you for the future. So just go to somebody like me first, you read a couple books. You know, there's a lot of books out there. Um, mine's really good, I hear. Uh, so just do that. Right, right. right. So how, how one can get your book? What is the best place to get it? And what is the best place to know more about you, about your company? And tell us a bit more about, you know, lending for living. So is it is it that you guys directly lend or you do the lending part uh, through some financial institution or, or, or a bank itself? Yeah. So we're, we're brokers, which means we use wholesale lenders who only work with brokers so that we can get you the best deal. Um, a lot of people, so back in before 2008, almost 70% of the market was brokers like myself. And then the financial crisis hit and all the banks took back the properties. And then the bank said, well, if you want this property, you have to get approved through me. And then they took over the market because of that. But once that market was gone, we started coming back because that the best place to go is somebody like me because we can get it done that the and i don't want to say the wrong words but the least expensive we don't charge a lot of fees we don't charge a lot of stuff where a lot of other places do so that's important to go to somebody like me but well, oh to find me about me the best place is edparco.com is my actual personal website yes i own the company lending for living but 
as I tell people, I promote myself because you never know what could happen with a company and other stuff. It's important to know who you're going to work with and why you're working with. So you can go to my website, edparkco.com. I have a book tab on there. You can click on the book and then order, and they'll take you right over to Amazon, or you can go to getedsbook.com and that will take you to that same page. Click on it, take it to Amazon, or just go to Amazon and type in my name, which everybody gets wrong, but it's Ed Parco, P A R C A U T. And you can find it there, or, you know, so it's very easy to find me in the, and get the book. It's on any online, re, you know, reseller. So. Right. Right. Uh, Tell us also about your uh, real estate jerky, this and the talk show that you do. You know, so many things you do. And you see, people can learn only a bit, you know, as much as it possible in this 20, 25 minutes. So, but you are the man for the long haul. And, and they, they have to listen to you about your lot of information that you provide in your different shows. So if you can share a bit about your shows so that, you know, people can get more knowledge about the real estate market. Right. All right. So I do a local radio show. Um, it's on iHeartMedia. I don't know if you'd heard of iHeartMedia, where you're from. Yeah. Um, big station all across the United States. Um, I started the show in 2018. The name came from a blog I did back in 2010, which was, uh, if you know anything about jerky, you know, it's very, you chew on it a lot. So I was like, real estate jerky will give you something to chew on. And, and that's an old phrase from years ago about how to think on things. And and it's, it's work because no one forgets the name of the radio show because of the fact of what it's set up. And the purpose of the show is the same thing like my book, to educate you on what's happening in the real estate market, how to buy a home, how to do this. Where you, is it now a good time to buy? Is it not a good time to buy? It's a great time to buy and it's a great time to sell right now because we have very limited inventory. And you were asking way back in the beginning, is it a seller's market? It's pretty much a seller's market. And, and especially in California and other parts of the, of the United States, it's kind of fair where it's not a buyer or seller they're working together right now but that's going to change pretty soon okay if it's a seller's market then who are the buyers because you said there is a demand for uh, for houses at the moment numbers are growing up so who are these guys who are selling it are they booking their profit is this the right time for them and who are the guys who are buying it is it because of their personal need or they are buying it for more of investment purposes Actually, it's uh, the people who are selling have to sell, right? They want to move there, have a job transfer or need to move somewhere else. That's the only reason or they have to move up. They don't want to, but they have to. Those are the people only selling. That's why I said we're only at 46 percent of our normal inventory that's out on the market right now. So is it a good time? to? It's a good time to sell. And then the buyers are both people who need a home who've been pent up. We have so many buyers who want to buy a home, but we also are competing with investment people who want to buy one in four properties right now are sold to rent and not to live in. And then they're actually building housing tracks, you know, the big housing tracks where they put them in and that the whole track itself is built to rent, not sell it to individual, but rent to everybody. So right now investors know it's still a great time and they're competing against the buyers who actually need a place to live. So it's, it's an unusual time. We've never been like this before. And it's because we don't have enough properties built and we need more properties built. Right, right. Ed. IMF has said that there will be a bit of slowdown. The Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, if I if I if I'm recalling her name <laughs> yeah. correct, she yeah. said things look to be okay. And and so that's that's the different view. We don't know which view to take it. You obviously should go with Janet, but me as no. a, in, on the international level, my 
look at uh, what you call the IMF statement much more uh, closely. But in terms of, again, looking at my last question, indeed, because we started with the 2008 crisis, is that do you think, as, as a person who is closely associated with the industry, is that do you think 2008 can be coming again in this uh, in this present situation that we are in slow down not slow down recession not slow recession we don't know how how the future looks like how do you see the industry going forward well i i don't see a 2008 happening again 2008 the pro, what happened was a financial crisis because of loan programs that were put out there the different types of loan programs and there's a movie called the big short if you watch that it explains yes. what happened where the bond rating agencies rated so we don't go to the bank anymore like in that old movie it's a wonderful life and you shake their hand and loan me the money that's not how it works it's all sold on the secondary market these bond rating agencies back in 2008 rated these uh, loan programs these 100 percent programs as as triple a when they should have been d's and if they were rated properly nobody would have used those loan programs because the rates would have been too expensive that is what happened and that caused the financial crisis and then what happened is because we had overbuilt all these homes because people were going into ho housing tracks, buying two and three homes and then turning around and selling them. And people were doing it the same thing. If you didn't need anything to buy a house and if you watch that movie, you have a lady in there in a, in a strip club saying she's closing on her fourth house. He's like, how are you doing that? You have you don't make any money that we can show. And that was stated income. All that stuff is not allowed anymore. Everybody is putting money down right now. The average person has three hundred thousand dollars in equity. So we have, we have, you know, the LTVs is like 50%. What you also have to look at in the United States is a third of all properties are free and clear. And two thirds of properties that are currently right now, out of that two thirds, most of them have a very low interest rate and they have a lot of equity. So there's no reason they could just stay there. They don't have to worry about losing the house. Back then, we were, we, the values were at 100%. People got in a house with no skin in the game. That's not the case now. Many, many people. Plus, the other thing is back then, the average FICO score was 640. The average FICO score right now is 740. So it's a totally different. The difference between those two FICO scores is about 17 times more likely to go in foreclosure. The lower the FICO score. So right now, I know we're hearing all this stuff. Janet yelling, saying, oh, no, we're fine. No, we're going in a recession. There's no question about it. However, if you look back at the all the recessions that have happened in the United States, there's only been two when house values went down. The 2008, which was a financial crisis, it was really a depression because of that, but they kept it as a great recession. And then there was one other time in the early you know, late 80s, early 90s, where it was more of a flat. It didn't do anything. Those are the only two times where real estate didn't go up in a recession. So what does that mean? We're going in recession. Values are going to go up because rates go down. When rates go down, what do people do? Buy properties, move, do a lot of other things, take money out. Right now, when we went last year from October, when we were you know, back, really started in June, in the 3% and less interest rate, and then we went up to 7%. That's 4% increase in six months. I've never seen that. And I've been in this industry almost 30 years. And that was unusual. And that's what caused the problem. People didn't know where everything was going, so they stopped buying. They've come back out in droves. Like I said, we have now seen we're at 20 offers on property. Last week, we were 45 offers on property, but you can still only sell it to one person. That's the pent up demand that we have. And what it's causing is values to go up because of the fact there's just not enough properties. So. 
I don't know if I can say that any longer. We're not going to go in a financial crisis. I've been saying this forever. I was in a documentary last year called Hacking Real Estate, and we talked about it. And I said, we're not going to see a bubble. We'll see rates go up, but we're not going to see a bubble. We just don't have enough inventory. We're short on inventory. If you look at, if we have to build 17 million homes over the next decade to get caught up. We must be really short on inventory. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, 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 did I, I hit the point? Did I hit the point that it's not going to happen? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a very positive, positive thing. And the way it looks like, even I feel that uh, it will be very difficult for a repeat for 2008. So I also want to be uh, in that positivity boat with you uh, at, the, at the moment. But as I well, said, the I'm not a financial expert, but you, you, are, you are very closer to the market. Right. Well, 2008, we keep bringing that up. Again, we had 3.5 million properties on the market. That We had an over a year of inventory. We have less than one month of inventory still to this day. Nationwide, we have two months. And then when, they, when you see the nationwide numbers in the United States that says there's this much inventory, they include pending homes. A pending home means it has an offer on it and they're going through the loan process and getting ready to close it. They still include those. If you take the pendings out of the of those their numbers, we're at one percent. We're at a one you know one month of inventory. There's the difference. Two thousand eight, we had over a year of inventory. Three point five million homes on the market. Plus, they were still building. The builders stopped building over the last six months. You know when this thing happened because a few things, couldn't get doors and windows and other stuff because it was so hard to get because of supply chain issue. And don't get me started on this government. But that was the biggest issue. And they said, okay, this is causing the cost to go up too much. And we have to renegotiate with every one of our, our buyers. Let's just put everything on hold for a minute. They didn't do that in 2008. They were building and trying to give you a car to buy that house. You follow me? It's just, it's a totally different market. I know it's so, because it's so fresh, everybody keeps looking back. It was 16 years ago. Yeah, that's never going to happen again. Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as people look at the market in terms of investment, pragmatic investment and not being greedy about things till that time, I'm firmly believe that 2008 won't happen. It is only when you move towards greed and then become fearful and then a lot of things collide together and lead to difficult situations for everybody. With this hope, I, uh, you know, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for educating us so well on this difficult subject because a lot of people do not find real estate investment as easy as you have made it out to be. And for more, they will obviously go and buy your book. So thank you very much and hope to have a discussion coming maybe very, very soon as we move forward as the estate market moves on. Thank you once again. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the time.